World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, man. I got, wow, I got a lot of stuff. Before, hey, before I get rolling here too much, I just gotta, I wrote, put my notes here today. 1963, January 23rd, 1963, I think. Yeah. My grandma teen died. It was one of the most traumatic days of my life. I was about that. I think I was 10 years old and my dad's mom dropped over dead with a heart attack. She was, the, she was just like grandma teen. She was just always baking breads and just, and Boom, get up that morning. My dad, I walked down this, I walked uh, out the hallway down to the kitchen and my dad was sitting at the table weeping. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And I said to my mom, what's the matter? I think I was, I was 10. And she said, Grandma Teen just died. Died in the middle of the night, a heart attack. Uh, wow. So I always, I always acknowledge it. Grandma Teen God bless you, Grandma Teen. I wouldn't be here today without you. Hey, those of you who are coming this weekend, thank you. Some of you texted me yesterday. We're getting a good crowd going. And uh, please, if you're coming, even though you said, um, now, if you texted me yesterday, that's okay. But if you didn't text me yesterday and say, well, Coach, I registered online, please text me or email me that you're coming and who you're bringing with you. Because we're trying to get numbers together for food preparation and all that stuff. Really excited. Really excited about what's going to, going to go on this weekend. It's going to be good to see all of you in the fellowship and fellowship of the saints is really, really critical. Now, I got to, uh, I'm kind of on my high horse this morning. So uh, just bear with me or sit there with me before, before any of you try to come in here because I, I want to talk a little bit about some revelation I got yesterday. Pastor Bill Dunphy, thank God to uh, Steve and Myra and, and Craig. I don't think I missed anybody else who showed up in the courtroom yesterday and gave us a firsthand knowledge. I'm not going to talk. The Look, we found out yesterday without a shadow of the doubt that the FBI is watching this show. We've known that, right? We've known that. But yesterday during Bill Dunphy's trial, uh, Coach Dave and this show was mentioned. For the record, it was mentioned. And I'm not going to get into, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize anything with Pastor Bill Dunphy. He's um, uh, I wasn't there, but from what I understand, they had a plea bargain yesterday. The judge accepted the plea bargain. Pastor Dunphy's going home till May 24th when he's going to be sentenced. That's really all I'm going to talk about because I'm not going to do anything in any way to do anything to, to harm Pastor Bill Dunphy. Uh, but my name was mentioned at the court yesterday. My name. This show in particular was mentioned. And now I, I got some, uh, I want to do a little bit of, if you, if you bear with me, if you please would grant me this time to do this. Um, I want to talk to the FBI today because I know they're watching. I know they are. And we know it. We, Steve Deck, they mentioned my name yesterday in court. Did they not, Steve Deck? Did they mention Coach Dave in this show yesterday? That's correct. They did. They did. They mentioned it. They did. So they're watching out there. By the way, folks, can I connect a dot for you? This goes all the way back to the Patriot Act. Huh? Yeah. What they told us the Patriot Act was about the Muslims. Remember that? Huh? About the Muslims. You got to get those Muslims. And they warned us at that time that if we allowed the Patriot Act to go through, that it would be the greatest infringement upon individual rights in the history of America. The Constitution would, in fact, be dead. And that's where we are. That's exactly where we are. So I, want, I, got, some, I got some good stuff I want to share with you today. And, I'm, you know, if you want to watch something else, go ahead, because I'm making this as, as the defense that they would not let Pastor Bill Dunphy make yesterday. He was not allowed to defend himself in court. I wasn't there, FBI. You were, and I'm going to tell you, some of you scoundrels, dare I say it, uh, you are serving an organization. You are not serving the American people. No matter how much they tell you you are and how much that you're protecting, and that, 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 just, that just isn't true. Just isn't true. 
So I'm going to try to explain today, folks, if you give me about 15 or 20 minutes here, I'm going to try to explain the two kingdom principle that clearly you are not allowed to talk about in American courts. You're not allowed to talk about the two kingdoms. The exact same thing. Remember when Jesus stood before Pontius Pilate? What did Jesus say? My kingdom's not of this world. It's not of this world. They said, yeah, are, are, you, uh, are you going to try to overthrow Caesar? <laughs> no. He said, I ain't going to try to overthrow Caesar. My kingdom's not of this world. He said, if I wanted to, I could call down my, my, uh, my angels and they, they'd destroy this place. He said, it ain't about this. It's about me, the spirit of God, invading this world. And America kind of flourished like that for, for a long time until 1947 when they brought up the idea of the separation between state. And I'm going little bit today because this is education in some way. But but I want I want the FBI in particular, since they're, since they're capturing all this video and they're slicing it up and they're using, taking out of context things we said, things we do, I, I want to have this to be able to present it and uh, anybody needs it in the future, exactly what's going on, okay? Do you guys understand the two kingdom principles? You understand that Jesus Christ himself, he said, when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, he said, okay, here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now, Jesus is already standing in the midst of a kingdom. He's standing in the midst of a kingdom. And he's saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, send your kingdom. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's what he said. And from that point on, they drug, they drug him into the court, and he stood before Pilate, and they, they said, they said, are you a king? And he says, oh, dude, you don't even understand. He said, yeah, my kingdom's not of this world. It's not of this world. It's not a worldly kingdom. He said, I have a kingdom that invades every nook and cranny of the world. That's my kingdom. And I use my people to advance that kingdom. I put my spirit inside of men and women, and then I send them into the midst of the worldly kingdom. We call them ambassadors, and their job is to be an ambassador and to go into all the world and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And there will be some people who are in this earthly kingdom who don't, who are not in the heavenly kingdom. But I represent the heavenly kingdom. Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer represents a heavenly kingdom. I don't represent an earthly kingdom. But the two kingdoms are in conflict. That's what this whole battle is about. Who will be in control of the earth, the world, the natural world as we understand it? And those of us who are Christians believe that there is a spiritual world around us. We're in that spiritual world, what we call an invisible kingdom. There are principalities and powers, evil spirits. There are angels, there are demons, that there's a war that's taking place in this invisible kingdom that impacts those of us who are here on earth. And Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, to draft us into his army so that we could go into this natural world and try to expand the gospel of the kingdom. And one of our jobs when we go to expand the gospel of the kingdom is to confront government worldly government. We go confront worldly government. Why? Because we are to teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And what's happened to us, the use of, see, the government has already been overthrown, friends. It's already been overthrown. The the Luciferian non-Christians are in control of the government. They are usurping power over God's kingdom. In fact, they're banning God's kingdom. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to argue from it. I, I couldn't go sit in, I could not, a J6er could not go sit in a courtroom and explain as his defense that he is an ambassador from a different kingdom. They would throw him, they wouldn't let him make that defense. Even though the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law regarding the establishment of a religion, nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And because there's two kingdoms in conflict, the First Amendment gives us the ability to speak, to write, to do, to protest. Because why? One kingdom against the other kingdom. Do you understand it? And when they tell you that you can't bring your rules and your king into their kingdom, then they rule. They rule. And the job of Merrick Garland and the FBI is not to bring crooks to justice, is to bring justice. Justice. Open it up, look at both sides, and bring justice. 
But we know this, that the courts in Washington, D.C. are government courts. And the job of the government courts is to protect the government. Do you understand that? And do you understand that every lawyer in America, I'm sorry, I know some good lawyers, but every lawyer in America sign. I don't know if they say an oath, I don't know, whatever, but they have to have exclusive membership into this anti-Christ law thing called the Bar Association. And they can only operate by the rules of the bar. And the judge has the ability to walk into the courtroom and say, we will, we will not permit that testimony and we will permit this testimony. And the judge is going to be able to determine what you can use as a defense and what you're not allowed to use as a defense. In other words, the kingdom of this world say no Christianity in here, even though the First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees you that right as your first level of defense. Stay with me. Stay, I see the hands going. Just bear with me a second. Just bear with me. I've done some research today. We, we, live, in, we, live, in, we live in lawless times. Lawless times. So I'm, gonna, I'm doing this for, uh, by the way, let's do that real quick. Pull up the founders. Spencer, I just sent you. Is it Spencer? I didn't even look this morning. <laughs> Pulled up, Spencer. Sorry, folks, I keep coughing. It's breaking up. The fate of our founding fathers. In other words, we've been here before. <laughs> we've been here before. Remember, they tried to get over here. And they, they tried to come over. They tried to come over and start their own little country, and they couldn't break free from the king. And then the king saw that they were being prosperous, and then he wanted to tax them, wanted to have more authority over them. And finally, they said, listen, we, we ain't putting up with it. No, no, no. We are a free people. England, I'm sorry, you, what, uh, you, king, you're not in charge of us over here, okay? We're in America. You're not in charge of us. And uh, so the king said, well, we're going to go to war on it. And I, so that we have all guys that signed the Declaration of Founding Fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence. Scroll down a minute. I want you to see something, what happened to those guys. We've been here before. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Price of freedom, keep going. Francis Lewis, New York, his family fled. I'm not going to read all of these. I'm just going to give you a flavor for it, okay? Whoa, stop. Just go. His wife, uh, uh, Francis Lewis, his wife was captured by the British in 1776, later died as a result of her captivity. Lewis himself lived out his years in relative poverty. Philip Livingston, he and his family had to flee from their home to escape the British Army. Lewis Morris, New York, his family fled the approach in British Army, which plundered his estate, destroyed hundreds of acres of his crop, took his livestock. John Hart, uh, Hessians destroyed his farm, livestock, other property. The hardships brought on the destruction caused Hart's wife to become sick. She died. Richard, uh, he was forced to flee into the woods, slept in caves. His children were forced into hiding salt refuge. Richard Stockton, he was dragged from his bed by a group of royalists in prison in New York where he was denied. Okay, I'm not going to read all of them, okay? We've been here before, friends. We have been here before. We've been here before. So yesterday in the courtroom in Pastor Dunphy's, by the way, he'll be sentenced. Um, the plea bargain, I'm not going to go into it. I don't want to do anything other than to know that um, May 24th is when Pastor Dunphy is going to appear for, for sentencing, whatever, whatever that means. Uh, um, well, I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, we've been here before. We've been here before. Nothing new under the sun. So I want to explain to the FBI and all those guys who, who claim to be uh, loyal Americans, who are loyal to the American government and not to liberty. They're not loyal to liberty, friends. They're not. You know, do you know? Do you know? They're tapping your phones from the Patriot Act. Patriot Act caused all this stuff. Those Muslims. You guys remember those Muslims? Remember those Muslims that were hiding behind every corner? You remember Osama bin Laden? Remember all that, folks, huh? I, I know this for a fact, that uh, yesterday they said in the courtroom, I wasn't there, but some people were there. One of the things they're concerned about is that uh, Bill Dunphy will go home and I'll tell him to do crazy stuff. Isn't that what they said, Steve? St Steve Deck, isn't that what they said? Yeah, I'm going. They, they, if he, we let him out. He's going to go caught up with that coach Dave, and he's going to do crazy stuff. They mentioned it by name, right? So, I mean, it's this is unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. So, look, can I? Can I? I got so much, man. Let's start with number two. Let me just take you down through this, okay? Start with number two, Romans thirteen, because remember, folks, we play by Congress shall make no law regarding the establishment of a religion, nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. 
And if my faith compels me to confront the government, that's a, that's a God-given amendment with a restriction on government. What's the first word of the First Amendment? Anybody know the first word to the First Amendment? Anybody know the first word to the First Amendment? Yes, government shall not. Congress shall not. Not people can't. Congress shall. It's a limitation on Congress, right? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. If I was compelled to go to Washington, D.C. and preach outside, outside the Capitol, there is no law that can be made against that if it's a free exercise of my faith. Some of you don't get that, and certainly your pastors don't. Let's go back to Romans. It's because Here's where all the pastors hide. Here's where they all hide. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Stop! Who would that be? For there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. And whoso therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. So God put in place a Luciferian government. Is that what you're, supposed, is that what you're trying to tell me? God put in place a Luciferian government. Oh, wait a minute. For rulers are not a terror to the good works Bill Dunphy does. No, rulers are a terror to the demonic government FBI. Rulers should be a terror to them because they're evil. Will you then not be afraid of the power? Aren't you afraid of God? Do that which is good, and you shall have praise of the same. See, here's the problem. The government thinks one thing's good, but God says the other thing's good. And do we follow what God says is good or do we follow what government says is good? So pastors use this scripture to hide behind. They hide behind this scripture, see? They're afraid for their own death. Scroll on down. I'm feeling this this morning. Hope you're watching, FBI. I know you're watching. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. Not bad. Not tyranny. You don't obey tyrannical leaders. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid. (laughs) See, here's the problem. The government determines what's evil. Government determines that. Be afraid. For the government beareth not the sword in vain, for he's a minister of God. The government is supposed to be a minister of God, executing wrath upon those that do evil. If you take Christ out of his throne, the government becomes evil. It's man-centered. Boom. Wake up, church boys. Wherefore, you must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause, pay tribute also, pay taxes. Why? For they're God's ministers. Hey, can I ask you? Which God? (laughs) Which God? The one who wants to kill babies and cut off penises? That God? We're supposed to pay taxes and homage to that God? Wake up! Render therefore to all their dues. Wait a minute. To God's ministers. Huh? To God's ministers. Not to these these freaks in D.C. Not to Merrick Garland. Sorry. Tributude to, to whom it's due, custom to whom custom, owe no man anything. How much, how much money does our government owe? Huh? How much money does our government owe in your name? Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another one. Okay. You get it, folks, all right? Romans 13, government is supposed to be an arm of God for good. Arm of God. And I know this. Those J6ers, when they go in the court, they cannot use Christ as a defense. Not allowed to do it. Can I ask you something? What defense do you have? If you can't explain to people, I'm doing this because God told me to. Separation between the church and state, they say, right? If I'm not allowed to use Christ as my defense, what defense do I have? And they won't let you use Christ. Hang on, I'm not done. Hang on. So bring up for me uh, number three. I'm going to try to take these in order for you. 
Hmm? Number three. <clears throat> Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. By the way, this is a mandate from the Bible about how we're supposed to deal with unrighteous government. Sorry, it's what it is. There's another king. See, there are two kingdoms in conflict here. And I'm representing one king, kingdom saying to this other kingdom, you still overstepped your bounds, boys. You overstepped your... See, we're a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We're not government of the senators, by the senators, and for the House of Representatives, and for the Amen. president. We're, we're government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And so if I have a right to go to petition my government for redress of grievances, and they stage an insurrection, and then they throw me in jail because of that, well, it can't get any more Luciferian than that. And you FBI agents are doing that for me. <coughs> so, <clears throat> for we wrestle not, <clears throat> can I change the word? For we fight not against flesh and blood. We protest not against flesh and blood. We protest against the principalities and against the powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places that's controlling this government. That's who we're wrestling against. We didn't come here to get Nancy Pelosi. We didn't come here to, to get Joe Biden. We, we, we came here to confront these spirits. So what they told us, the Lord told us to take unto us the whole armor of God. That you might be able to stand in the evil day. It's an evil day, and I put on the whole armor of God because I'm going to go stand in this evil day. I'm going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, I'm sorry. And having done all, stand. Stand. Don't run and hide. Don't cower in a corner. Stand there for I said it twice. Have a good your lines with truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Feet shot with the preparation. See, Mr. Um, FBI agent. They are explaining to you, if you could open your eyes and understand, that the spiritual weaponry is spiritual in nature. You don't actually put on a helmet. You don't actually put on a vest. You don't actually put on shoes. It is a spiritual war where we are wrestling not against flesh and blood. We'll get to that. All right? There's the full armor that they told us to put on. To do what? To go stand against the rulers of uh, principalities and powers? <clears throat> Bob Dylan told us, you got to serve somebody. And in, in the world today, I'm speaking to the FBI agents today. In the world today, there's good and evil. And uh, evil spirits, evil men, this is what my faith teaches me. And by the way, First Amendment gives me a right to free exercise of my faith. So evil men have crept in and they've grabbed a hold of government. And they are forcing me to live under their ungodly rules. And the Lord told me, put on my full armor and go stand against it. The Lord told Bill Dunphy, put on your full armor and go preach against it. And he did. He did. Because why? Because Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of a religion, nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. If Pastor Bill was told to go do it, he went and did it. He'd be obedient to Christ. Who cares what that judge thinks? Good? Okay. I'm not done yet. Stay with me. So let's go down then to Psalm 2 real quick, trying to, trying to tie some things together. Why the heathen rage? Hey, FBI, I'm talking spiritual now. You may not understand it. Why don't you understand it? Because the Bible says that the natural man, that would be you, receives not the things of the Spirit. Neither can he. It's foolishness to him. You can't understand what I'm telling you. I'm representing a different kingdom. Not a different government. Well, it is in that way, a different government. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's a kingdom that's going to usher in people doing the right thing rather than the wrong thing. People are living in a society, in a culture, where there's a common set of rights and wrongs. And we have no right and wrong. Right and wrong has become an opinion. And why has that happened? Because evil men have crept in unaware. Why do the heathen rage and people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointing. There it is. There is the natural world. And here I come with my spiritual weapon. What? Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, sword of spirit, word. Huh? That, that's dudes. That's the battle that's going on. That's what happened in Washington, D.C. that day till you guys know that, a, that an armed insurrection, a, another team invaded, maybe the team you're on, FBI, actually invaded and turned it into a violent insurrection when nobody showed up there to do violence. That's not true. Some people may have. 
But the fact that Bill Dunphy or whoever stood on the back steps and said, we got to take back our government, he was talking spiritual. The fact that some dummy thought he meant physically go take it, that ain't Bill Dunphy's fault. Am I, am I now responsible for what somebody else does because of what I said? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay, hang on. I'm still coming. I'm still coming. Pull up number five. Pull up number five. Hey, FBI, you don't understand spiritual things. You probably don't get this. You probably don't get this, okay? But here's what's going on. Team Team Lucifer has invaded and taken over the government, the guys you work for, all right? I know that. We all know that. So we went to Washington, D.C. to do what the First Amendment gives us. Pull the First Amendment up there real quickly, Johnny or uh, Spencer, real quickly. Look at that. Or the right of the people, underline this, to peaceably assemble. Or the right of the people. Congress shall make no law respecting the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. So FBI, the government, put non-peaceful guys on there. They called it entrapment, and they made it look violent when the people were there to peaceably assemble to petition the government for redress of grievances. Why? Because it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. But we are being, are you looking at me, friends? We are being governed today by non-Christians. Christians are being governed by non-Christians. Christians are being governed by people who do not understand the rules and regulations by which we live. It's a different kingdom that we're under. All right? So pull that other one back up, Spencer. Far above. Wherefore, I also, I'm saying this for the FBI agents who's watching. Stay awake out there, buddy. Stay awake. Make sure this gets to uh, Christopher Ray, will you? Wherefore, I also, after I heard the faith in the Lord Jesus, love unto the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you mentioning me in my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Hey, FBI, see, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. See, you're operating in a different spirit. You're operating in a dark spirit. I'm operating in a spirit of light. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. FBI, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Going down. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us to believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities, all power and might and dominion, and every name, including the United States government, that is named not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come. And he's put all things, including demonic government, under his feet. Amen. Him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body and the fullness of him that filled all in all. I'm a representative of the church of Jesus Christ in conflict with a Luciferian government. That's the battle. Spiritually. Spiritually. Boy. I'm almost there. Problem number seven. This is important. Change the words. Change the words. Change the world. Right now, how many of you hear violence? You think of guns, bullets, and hitting people over the head with clubs and Violence. It was a violent insurrection. Well, you, you dummies, that's because you don't know what violence is. To violate means to injure. What? To hurt. To interrupt. To disturb as to violate your sleep. When they violated your sleep, they come in with a gun, hit you over the head with a, hit you over the head with a pillow? What, what? No, no. No, it means to injure, to hurt, to interrupt, or to disturb means to break or to infringe, to transgress. See, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God's been violated. The government's making rules and laws against the kingdom of God. 
to infringe it, to aggress, to transgress it, to violate the laws of it, or the rules of good breeding, to violate the divine commands, to violate one's own promise. has nothing to do with physical guns and knives and bombs. To violate is to injure or to do violence to. And what is violence? Put it up there. What's violence in? Violence is physical force, strength or action or motion. Moral force, vehemence, outrage is violence. Eagerness is violence. Vehemence is violence. Infringement is violence. Injury to my rights is violence. Are you you with me? And see, every daggone one of you think violence means guns and knives and billets and clubs. No, 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 no. They are violating from the days of John the Baptist to now. The kingdom of God has been violated. We've been violated. And what's their answer? Lock us all up. All of us who understand this, lock them up. Lock them up. And can I tell you, we have churches yelling, lock them up. We have churches yelling it. Obey the government code. Well, you got to obey. Did you read Romans 13? Yeah, dude, I just read it. I just read it to you. <laughs> yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That yeah. How about Daniel in the lion's den? He had the favor of God all over him when he was in there. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How about John the Baptist? John the Baptist went to the government and said, hey, hey, king, your wife's a slut. They threw him in jail. Jesus didn't even go visiting. Cost him his head. What did Jesus say about John the Baptist? said, all those ever born unto a woman, none was greater than John the Baptist. Huh? Jesus says, you want to be like somebody, be like that boy. Don't be like Joel Osteen. No, don't be like him. Rick Rick Warren, don't be like them. Don't be like those those shysters that stand in the pulpit. Don't be like them. Of all those born unto a woman, there's your your model, John the Baptist. Why? Because he spoke the kingdom of God to power. Boys and girls, there ain't no getting around this, and I'm going to it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I'm not done. Hang on. Violence. Oh, pull up number nine. Pull up number nine. We're, We're right there in Webster's. What's a principality? What's a principality? Far above all principalities and powers. What's a principality? A sovereignty. A supreme power. A prince. They call him the prince of darkness, don't they? Don't they call him the prince of the power of the air? And a principality is the territory of a prince, or the country gets title to a prince. Superiority, predominance. In scripture, it's royal state or attire. So the devil has principalities. He has princes. He has evil authorities. You get it? And they are they are launching war against God's people. And what's the weapons of our warfare? They're not carnal. They're mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds, like we've been doing for how long here at Coach Dave Live? They bring my they bring my name up in the freaking court yesterday, huh? Can, can somebody answer this question to me? How many people do you think Bill Dunphy influences? Some I, come on, somebody give me an estimate. How many people does he influence? As opposed to uh, gobs, huh? As, Twenty? Twenty? Twenty-five, maybe? Twenty-five people? Huh? He's leader of an insurrection? People don't even know who he is. I got messages yet. Who's who's Bill Dunphy? Who's Bill? Well, why he's one of the most his greatest criminals the government's ever seen. Ask the FBI. He's there to overthrow the government with a Bible and a bullhorn. Right? And somehow all of a sudden Bill Dunphy's responsible for somebody else's behavior. If I told Clay Parker, do me a favor, Clay. Uh, kill your wife and slice up your daughter and we'll have them for dinner. Can Clay blame me if he does that? Can Clay? Clay, don't do it. Can you blame me? So when pa- Pastor Bill or whoever stand up to say, we got to take back our government, we're talking spiritual. 
We're talking against the principalities and powers, the commands of our commander in chief to do what? To tear them down, to pull them down. To... Let me, I'm going to open it up here in a minute because this is really good. <clears throat> do I want to go there, Lord? Is that what I want to do? Bear with me a second. Are you, are you enjoying this? Are you guys enjoying this? I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the FBI agents. Are they enjoying it? Pull up, uh, what's in it? Obstruction of justice. See, here's the problem. Government officials protect government officials. Just doing my boss. Work my, my job, boss. Just doing my job, boss. So did you know that this is probably one of the most high crimes ever done in the history of America? Done. On January 6th, Select Committee deleted, deleted, not accidentally. They deleted more than 100 encrypted files, not just statements, files from its probe in the days before the Republicans took over the House majority. In other words, they destroyed evidence, obstruction of justice about what really happened on January 6th. The problem we have is there isn't anybody to go to. There isn't anybody to go to. Because why? Their daddy's in charge. Because our daddy is getting to take us out of here, getting ready to take us all out of here. So our daddy said, this is, our daddy said, it's just going to get worse and we're not supposed to occupy till he comes. And we're not, to, uh, and we're not, he didn't really mean it when he said, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. He didn't really mean that. He wanted you to love everybody and love everything. And jump, geez, just be love, 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 love. Don't push back. Well, come on. Huh? One more thing. I'm going to open it up here. I promise. Pull up uh, the elitist haters. Did I send that to you? Yeah, I did. By the way, I'm doing this for the FBI. I'm doing this for the FBI. This shows for you FBI agents that are watching this. Shame on you. Shame on you! A shocking poll exposes the utter contempt the elite hold for the general public. These are our elite elected officials. They did a poll of them. Scroll down. Survey was conducted by a committee to unleash prosperity. And they just went after people who make over $150,000 a year. They polled people to make $150,000 a year. You ready? 77% of the elitists were asked to fight climate change. Would you favor or oppose the strict rationing of gas, meat, and electricity? 77% said yes. Why? Because they can get whatever the hell they want, and you are just a peon. In addition, 69% of the elitists want an immediate ban on gas stoves. And 81% want gas-powered vehicles outlawed. These guys don't even drive themselves around. 67% of the elitists, by the way, this is who the FBI represents, folks. The, the FBI is the enforcement arm of these folks. 67% of elitists who also, also 67%, two-thirds of elitists believe that teachers should decide what children are taught, not parents. 74% said their finances are getting better. Isn't that something? The elitists are getting richer. And a whopping 84% approve of Joe Biden's job as president. The elitists. The elitists. Put it in the chat. So um, I'm going to open it up here. Here's the truth. I'm saying this to the FBI. And I'm saying it to the judge. Saying to all of them. You're in violation of your oath of office. You're all in violation of your oath of office. Uh Look, I don't care if they do pass a Patriot Act. I don't care what they do. Uh, we have we have protection, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Seventh Amendment protections against illegal searches and seizures, locking people up in jail for three years without a trial. We have we have 
that you can't do that. You can't do that. And then when we stand up and we push back against it, then you want to throw us in jail for leading an insurrection when an insurrection's already occurred. It's already occurred. The elites are in control. The Luciferian elites are in control. Your Honor, I'm a soldier in the army of God. Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. And the government of the United States is beneath my king. My king is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is in control of everything, including you, Mr. President, and you, Mr. Prosecutor, and you, Mr. Attorney General. You all answer to Christ. And because I love my country so much, I'm standing up, speaking up publicly that we must return, repent, and return under the authority of the King of Kings. And when I stand out on the street, wherever I go, I do no harm. I do no violence. I only do this. I encourage people to get engaged in the spiritual war that is manifesting in a natural realm. Which, by the way, I'm commanded by my king to do. And the First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees that the government cannot stop me from doing it. Come on in, Lauren. Almighty God, you are beautiful and you are sweet. And this is heavy right now. The kingdom of this world has put you back on trial, Jesus, with every one of your kids. Amen. And they're, and they're mocking you. They're making a mockery of you. And your word definitely states, Lord God, that there's a warning. God is not mocked. And vengeance is mine, says the Lord thy God. And for every FBI agent and CIA agent and DEA agent and agent of whatever you think your title is that this administration has given you, the Lord God Almighty is always watching you and is always present with every conversation. And the demons that um, are operating know that because they know that Jesus is Lord. They also know that Jesus is Savior, and that's what they're trying to prevent. So, Almighty God, your glory is your glory is something that is that is so heavy and so beautiful that it shakes kingdoms. And you warned us about a lion who goes around seeking whom he will devour, and that imitation lion. They have statues are in, are in uh, the District of Columbia. So, Lord God, we are going to decree and declare this morning your truth in who you are. And together with Psalm 91, we're going to decree and make declarations that we believe and declare that your children will dwell in the shelter of the Most High God. We declare that we will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. We declare that God is a refuge and our fortress. We declare and decree that you are our God. Jesus, you are our Savior. And Holy Spirit, you are our comforter and you are our truth in whom we trust with great confidence in whom we will rely. We declare together that God will rescue us from every trap and from every trap and protect us from every disease. Let me pause you a second there, Laura Ann. Put it on the screen, Spencer. I sent this to you. It says Randy's decree. Put it on the screen and then can, so people can follow along. Randy put this together. Continue, Laura Ann. 
We're number six. We're on number six. We declare that I am covered and protected by our outstretched by Jesus, your outstretched arms and Father. It is underneath the shadow of your wings that we are protected and that you have decreed and declared in the courts of heaven that we are yours and you've written us in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> and I, we declare that we are God's faithful promise and our, our armor and our protection. Amen. We declare that we will not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor of the of the arrows that fly in the day. We declare that we will not dread any disease that stalks in the darkness, nor any disaster that strikes at noonday. Amen. We declare that, this is number 10, if you're following along. We declare that because God is our refuge and the almighty God of our home, no evil can befall me, nor plague, can come near our dwelling. Amen. We declare that God has ordered his angels to guard, defend, and protect us and our house. We declare that God's armies of the of heaven will keep us from falling and we will walk unharmed and kick anything that is evil from our path. We declare that because of God's love for us, that we will call upon him and he will set us above all our troubles and we will be del and will deliver us from all our fears. And he will honor us with his presence and power. And the four four 14th one is we declare that he will reward us with a long life and he will show us his salvation because his arm is your arm is not too short to save and that's what you said god and you said you'll take care of our enemies and you still love your children and you still love your creation so lord god i ask the demons know that you are lord and they know that you are savior the challenge to every single one who says they are called by your name is it personal? Jesus, you are my Savior. And Jesus, Amen. you are my Lord. Amen. In Jesus' sweet, mighty name, I pray. Amen. For the comfort and peace that only you can give through the power and peace of the Holy Spirit. Do your thing in Amen. the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Laura and Randy, come on in. Where'd you, how'd you come up with this, Randy? No, this is, I think this is Craig's coach. This is Was Dark Trees. Or the, the judicial no, sorry. I sent it to you, Coach. Okay. I sent it to you. Okay. I got it off of um, I got it off of Jenny Weaver's site. Okay, Jenny Praise Weaver posted it yesterday. Put that in the chat, folks. Put that in the chat. Go ahead, Randy. Coach, if you, this you've laid out a, a beautiful picture, Coach, of our position. This is this is our position, Coach. And if you if the church can't get in this position, God can't use them. Okay, that's just the way it is. But coach, if you go back in, if you go before Romans 13, Paul is teaching moral, our moral position. And then he's setting up chapter 13, which there's no chapters. This is a letter. That's right. There's That's no right. chapters. He goes right out of that moral position into how we are to be governed and governed. So if you go back in Romans 12, 18, he says this. He, this is in like parentheses, coach. 1218, look at this. If it be possible. If it be In other possible. words, Coach, if it's not possible to, to, to do this lawfully, righteously, then, well, I mean, that is our position. But if they, if they won't let us, we have to do it. We have to be at peace with all men. That's what it's Paul's saying. But if it's not possible. So when it's not possible, there's a different strategy. And he says in verse 21, overcome evil with good. Coach, what are we doing? We're overcoming evil with good. And then if you just take it to another step, 
the government of Christ. What does that look like, Coach? Well, we, the best picture we have is Isaiah 9-7. And, it, and that's his first advent. That's him coming to the earth as a baby and he on the earth, and he's setting it up, Coach. It's from, And if you take the context of that, it never ends. It started there, and it's forever. That is our position. It's not waiting for future. It's now, Coach. It forever and justice from henceforth forever, forever. From Even this forever. point, Isaiah is prophesying this. From this point, from the time he comes to the earth as the baby, as, as this Messiah, from that time, he's going to set up his government, and it's forever. Coach, we have to see that we are in that time frame. And if we don't, we're going to pass this on down. We're going to kick this can down the road, and yeah. we're not going to be, we're not going to stand up and be what you're trying to show us to be. Amen. The church, the real church, the offensive church. And it doesn't come without conflict. No, okay, Coach. Amen, Coach. Amen. Amen. Oh, so much of the so much of Christianity just folded the tent. I just it just grieves me. We don't believe in the power of God anymore. We don't believe in the supernatural anymore. We don't believe in the authority of God anymore. Let's 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 be honest. The average church and the average churchgoer obeys government more than God. Somebody say amen. They're more afraid of obeying government. Amen. Amen. That's what we've been, that's what our churches have programmed us to do. Roger, come on in. Oh, I'm I'm just thinking of Bill Dunphy on a Friday night out in Warsaw at that strip club. That's right. And I, you know, a lot of people don't know this story. You know it. You turned me on to Bill and introduced me. But weekend, week out, every other weekend, he'd be out at that strip club with some guys from his church. You know, eight to twelve. Uh, this was this was before the whole concept of trafficking became uh, front yeah. page. Right, right. Uh, this is 10, 15 years ago when girls and young ladies and so forth were being trafficked, but nobody had jumped on the bandwagon. And I just, I just, it's hard for me to put those two together when I think of him being in court in D.C. Mm. The Bill Dumphy I know um, had no intention that night or that day of doing anything but other than sharing the message of Christ. He pulled some of those strippers out of the bar and put them in a house. Yeah, the hope of Christ. Um, that was his intention. I remember him talking to the men that were going in there. I remember him working with girls that had gotten out of the strip club business and ministering to the girls. Uh, I remember hearing, not seeing, uh, they got kind of mad at him and started showing up at his church bare-breasted by the, you know, 10 or 15 girls showing their titties. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, it just, that's the Bill Dunphy I know. Right. That's the Bill Dunphy that I'm aware of. That's, you know. Yep. Um, this idea that uh, he was there to cause harm or it, it's just. It's ludicrous. It, it just it, it's just absolutely crazy, and my dog agrees with me. Yeah, it's only something that it's only something the devil could come up with, right? The devil and the FBI and the Department of Justice only only they could come up with such a cockam cockamamie plan as what we're seeing unfold. Amen. Amen. Gene Gene Schroeder, come on, Gino. Yes, I just want to say to those agents out there listening to you that I stand behind you of what Thank you were saying. Jane, I haven't done anything. I've not done anything wrong. Not no, one sir. thing wrong. And my name is Gene Allen, the name that my mother gave me. I'm not that all capital letter name. I'm a man speaking to a man. Amen. So you are not have any authority over me. Only God has authority over me. Amen, Gino. First Amendment. Congress shall make its restrictions on Congress, folks. It's restrictions on the federal government. They cannot stop my right to go stand on the steps in Washington, D.C. and preach. Amen. They, can't, they, can't, they can't stop. I'm sorry if you think they can. Dave, Dave or Sherry, come on in. Well, FBI, meet the real FBI. These are faith. We're faith-based individuals. Amen. Baby. And so, Psalm, uh, Psalm 14 one says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It'd be Merrick Garland. 
They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. And that's what we stand up against. That's right. Uh, those that are, are, are evil. Uh, people can you, could, can you imagine, Dave, hang on just a second. Can you imagine that Pastor Bill Dunphy or whoever, doesn't matter, a righteous man has to go stand before an unri- unrighteous judge in D.C.? Can you imagine that? And they make rules and regulations about what you're allowed to talk about, what you're not allowed to talk about. Can somebody tell me how that's a fair trial in any way, shape, or form? Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so the unrighteous should fear the righteous. But yet at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, we all know, even though John the Baptist lost his head, those that perpetrated that still, a day of judgment came for them. And, you know, you say there's, the FBI, you say there's no God. I want to throw this fact out. Your heart beats on average 36,800,000 times a year. Hmm. Well, who created that? But one day, God is appointed that heart is not going to beat. And they don't have to and believe in God for that to be true, right, Dave? That's that's right. They don't. But that's a true fact. That's a fact. And so so who if that wasn't created, then I I, I really question your your um Amen. Amen. Your, your judgment. So, anyways. Someday, like this, the word says, the grave is no this no place of refuge from God's judgment. Amen. So a day's coming. You're you're going to find out who the real judge is. Dave, I want everyone out there. I want the FBI to know this: that what has happened to my friends has emboldened me. I'm more committed now than ever. More committed now than ever. Jeff Klein. Me too. Can't you give me some quick examples of just the. Pastor Bill and 14 years at that strip club. Roger mentioned some. You know, there was nights he'd say, JC, give this drunk a ride home. And we'd take the drunk home. We had led people to the Lord in that parking lot. Sorry, sorry, Jeff, you're not allowed to present that evidence here in this courtroom, all right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Prayed with, we had a girl get out of that strip club. She got a job in nursing with her aunt. Took care of that. Another stripper at the end of the 14 years come and prayed with us. Stopped by and said, I'm so glad you guys were here. I used to hate you. But now I'm out of here. It was, and she prayed with us. You know, the on and on and on of the stories. Then we even had the owner of the strip club in our church for eight Sundays. Yep. Imagine Amen. that. Amen. Amen. Yep. Yep. Well, that's why, because he's built, Pastor Bill's leading an insurrection, the kingdom of God invading the kingdom of man. They don't like that. Linda O'Donnell. Come in, Linda. Say hi. Hi. Good morning, Coach. Morning. Hey, Coach, I'm just going to read this short thing from Google. The the parable of the widow and the judge shows that the widow faces an uphill battle as she repeatedly petitions the unjust unjust judge for justice against her adversary. However, despite being faced with seemingly impossible odds and without giving up hope, she continued to persistently seek a just decision from the judge. Amen? And we are. And so listen, hey, if don't you dare let fear or doubt creep in on you on what's happening with Pastor. Don't 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 let that happen. Why? Because fear is like water on fire in regards to faith. If you let fear come in, it will douse your faith. Don't let that happen. Fan those flames, baby. Fan those flames. Myra. That's good. Thank you. Um, I'm going to read from Daniel. And I'm going to take the stand of uh, Pastor Dale. Daniel 3, 27, 30. And the princes, it is written, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together, so these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Amen. Nor was and hair of their head singe, neither their coast change, nor the smell of the fire had passed on them. Amen. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shemeth, Meshan, and Bengago, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yield their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God Amen. except their own God. I therefore, therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which spake anything amiss against the God of 
Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because wow. there's no other God that can deliver after this sword. Then the king promoted Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. That's what Hallelujah. they're scared about. That's what they're scared about. They're scared about Jesus Christ leading an insurrection. And I'm on the front lines of that spiritual insurrection. Come on and join me. The water's fine. We'll see you tomorrow. Boom. Boom.